Joe, I know you hate social media. It's not that I hate it. I think it's problematic. Um, I'm being congratulated on Twitter by Biff Lohman, mm-hmm. who says, That was very good, Chris Reavers. Rather than giving out incorrect information, you chose not to answer. <laughs> Pat? I missed that. I was just plugging in. Where is he over here? He's got to sit there, there so there he can go. watch the game. Able to watch the game. He panicked when I had golf on. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but the good thing is watching with the sound down. Have we had any circling yet today? I have not noticed we any might circling. Not be any Twins fans there with a the, with a sign, huh? I had to do this today. Uh, okay. I became ever increasingly more fascinated with the Australian cricket. Okay, what did, and, what's and, the latest update? Well, them arriving at the airport okay. crying <laughs> they and were apologizing crying? to their parents. <laughs> their million-dollar contracts were torn up. They had big contracts? Here, Reavers, give Patrick your analogy. <laughs> oh, with Necro. This would be... Oh, yeah, Necro goes on TV. With a tool belt on an electric sander. <laughs> yeah, right. But the analogy would be... Kelly would have to resign and apologize to the nation. Herbeck, uh-huh. Herbeck would have to be he'd be, he'd be kicked off the team right. and have his no, contract torn. Her- I don't think the Kelly version uh, was involved in this. The manager, was no, involved. no, no, but well, Pat- he quit out of shame anyway. Well, Layman- he should have known. Layman quit. Yes. yes, he did quit. He yes. resigned. Yes, I didn't know he quit. Okay, and so it'd be Kelly'd have to quit. Herbeck mm-hmm. would be. Banned. Have his contract yep. uh, torn up and be banned because he attempted <laughs> to step on the Emery board. Right. Yes. Ne- Necro would be banned and uh, have to uh, surrender his contract. <laughs> mm-hmm. The twins, uh, the president of the twins, whoever it was in '87 when Necro did that, he'd have to apologize to the country. Uh, yes, uh, yes. And then the Jim tw- Pol- I think uh, was Jim Pollard and I mean Carl was running it. But and I then the twins have. would have to issue a statement <laughs> saying we hope to earn back the trust of the American public. <laughs> Look, look here! I saved it for you. Okay. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's so they. Who's trying to win back the trust? The Australian national team. Yes, they're oh. disgraced, <laughs> and they're sobbing. They came to the airport and they're crying, and there's thousands of media people there. And oh, I think it's a ray of hope that somebody still clings to their ethic. <laughs> what then. was the? Uh, what would have they explained their motive here? Well, they cheat. Cheat, cheat. But cheat. why? Why did if they, if it's this big of a crime and they're willing to cry over it, why did they want to do it? That's a great. It question. would have been false glory, right? In that sport, it is an amazing sport. Though I told you, you you tell an up, you tell the up, you fouled the ball and you didn't. Yeah. it's an international incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it is fantastic. Yeah, look it up, folks. It's uh, the Daily Mail has great coverage. Do they? Oh yeah, the Sun, the Daily Mail, the Mayor, every tabloid in the world has this. Okay, or the cricket playing world. Disgraced David Warner mm-hmm. arrives back in Australia after cricket cheating scandal. Before his wife Candace burst into tears live on TV. Oh yeah, they were all sobbing. <laughs> well, she's probably living in some nice. She's got some nice ocean view uh, down there. Well, these the guys Indian are the ocean. stars of their country. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the they're the Tom Brady's of their country. Wow, this is fantastic. Yes, it's. Uh, there's it's no great. hope. There's no hope for you to have. Uh, you're not going to have a laser like focus today, are you? Well, no, sure I will. There's breaks between pitches and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm very sad and Rusty Staub has died. I Did you that. see that? Yeah, 73. 73. Remember, he was a 
when the, you know he was a hero in New York, so you're a hero in New York. We know everything about you. He was a gourmet cook. And he had his own he was, restaurant. He had what? his own restaurant. Oh, really? He was a gourmet cook. And yeah. here's a great quote in the you Times. You think he ate himself to death? That's basically, they said he weighed 300 pounds. Yeah. He was uh, he was rather large. But Pat, would he have been the first superstar Montreal Expos player? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was an all-star the uh, the like the first three years he Beloved. played. Beloved. Mock have Legrand, him? Oh, yeah. Legrand Orange. Oh, yeah. Legrand Orange, they called him. Hmm. What year did the wait, Mets win the pennant no, wait, with Mock him? might not have had him. 69? Here's the quote, and I know the feeling here. <laughs> Here's the quote. Because you're a gourmet chef. Stop. <laughs> was also seen displaying his cooking technique. By the way, the one thing the New York Times, no matter what you say about it, still does great. Would you please defend me? What have I said about the New York Times? Best obituaries. It's the best obituaries in the world. Mm -hmm. Best obits. Staub was also seen displaying his cooking techniques on television, but his love of food made it challenging to keep his weight down. It's hard, he told the Times in 1985. I'll go into my favorite Italian restaurant and there's this risotto dish that I just love. It's got gravy and porcino mushrooms. And I say, not this time, but every time I go there, I have to get it. <laughs> Can you imagine Rusty Staub and Rookie doing a show together? I wonder what his name was. I don't know. Well, the know. Times would have that if you yeah, got the yeah, Times I would open. imagine. Because Rusty's for the hair color. Daniel Joseph Staub was born. No wonder he loved to eat. He was born in New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans, that's right. April uh, 1st, 1944. He signed with the Houston Colt 45s in September 1961 out of Jesuit High School in New Orleans. I'll be damned. Uh, and, uh, but he, he was first became a hero in, uh, in New York. I mean, in uh, in Montreal, La Grande. Orange. When they played at Jari Park. Jari Park, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Uh, Reber thinks he, he knows baseball. He could oh. hit. But he, you know, the old Dundas Dukes that had all those great big fat guys? <laughs> he might have been the slowest guy on that team. Oh, he my was God. Slow. Man, he was slow. Fantastically slow. And with the hair color, he would have fit in with the Dukes orange uniforms, too. Mm-hmm. What time did this twins He's game- safe, Buck. What t- Get back in the dugout, Here we Buck. go. He's safe. <laughs> He's in mid-season form. <laughs> Talking to the TV. Well, the season has started and we're already having the, the up. You agree with me. You either got to look out there and say, challenge it or not. You can't go out and stand in front of the dugout for 30 seconds and wait for some door. Well, that to didn't look. take too long. No, but What time did this stupid. game start? 2.05. Oh, oh, it's moving along. Is it, along is it, it's got a nice clip. It's got a nice clip. Well, uh, the fact that nobody's uh, doing any. Uh, Oda Rizzi has uh, been 3-2 uh, and two on at the ballpark, but he, he has quite the mix of pitches, that's for sure. But that high fastball for which he's famous, he hasn't been able to throw for strikes. I've never been in this Baltimore park. Do you know that the first pitch of this season, anywhere, mm-hmm. home run, Eon Happ, Eon Happ down in uh, for the Cubs down in uh, Miami, mm-hmm. first pitch, boom. Uh, Four games on TV today. Yes, boy. Well, and counting this one. Yeah. You know who? Uh, you know who really disgusts me though. Who? Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> Who's that? He's skinny. The fat left fielder from the Cubs. He's skinny. 
Oh. He's no fun when he's skinny. He got skinny, huh? Yeah, he got skinny. It was fun seeing him waddle around out there in left field. Didn't make skinny. him. He, he still had a couple of errors in today's ball game, too, playing yeah, well, left he did. field. Yeah, damn near killed himself once, <laughs> he right? He did. Right, right into, into the, the wall. Against. Have you seen a game in Miami? No. I want to. That looks like a neat park. <laughs> At that ballpark? Yeah. They're having a big uh, feud down. The home run structure that they built last year, uh, a lot. Of, some people want to take it down. They think it's an eyesore, and others say, "What? well, the whole place is so funky, you might as well leave something What's else. a home run structure? I don't even know what it is. It's another design that they put out there in the outfield So for the All-Star game last year. So I got news for you, Joe. If you want a ticket to a game oh, yeah, there, I'm guessing a, you're going to be able today to Today they one. might have been close to sold out. The next 80, you're fine. By the way, they're opening homestand. Cubs, but this is how smart baseball is, by the way. Mm-hmm. We're going to be up here freezing to death. Everybody else is freezing to death. They got Miami home for 10 games. That doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. The uh, They got the Cubs. The Red Sox and the, the the Cubs, the Red Sox and the Mets for the ten game homestand. They don't the even season. leave home for the first ten nope, games. Nope. They're home for uh, they're home to start the season. Uh, the and there's start. nothing else that goes on in that ballpark, is there? That's exclusively no. the Marlins. No, it's just stupidity. <laughs> Basically, I was told seven eight years ago, their schedule takes no uh, accounting for weather anymore. They don't they don't do it. They just throw out the schedule and whatever happens happens. And if you get snowed out, rained out, frozen out. We already uh, Detroit, Cincinnati, the traditional opener. The, the old historic opener. They got rained out or snowed out or something today. Detroit didn't get to play well, today. it's March 29th. Yes, yes. Are you impressed with uh, Carl Anthony Towns? That was a nice game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was... Uh, Why can't he do that every night? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what... No, the, actually, the, the, the uh, Timberwolves fans are convinced if we just throw him the ball more, if Tibbs had just had him throw him the ball more often, sure. he'd average 56 points a game. You know what we discovered, though, Patrick, was Mo Williams, that was the 52-point the game, was the dawn of the Joe Suchere question, why can't he do that every <laughs> Is night? Is that right? Yes. kind of. Yeah, well, a lot of nights, Mo played about 10 minutes. Right. And, uh, how, how that happened, that was a miracle. Uh, him, him, him having 52 points was a miracle. We're going to take a short time out. All right. Who are these dorks? Oh, my God. I lost the bet. Oh, I lost Told the ya. bet. Told you. I was hoping that you were going to let the song establish, and you came in on the very last word before the drums kicked in. Okay. It's Minneapolis's own replacements, Patrick. Oh, really? Yes. Man, Who are these dorks? Be, this has got to be 15 years ago. And no, I said to Reavers, like 30. I said to Reavers off the air, he's going to jump in before the song even establishes itself. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Doesn't do anything for me. That's okay. Does for everybody else. <laughs> Doesn't do much for me. Nobody's really concerned about your musical tastes. <laughs> the, uh, they are unique. Yeah. I'm still getting complaints about two weeks ago, was musical guest Ernest Tubb. There was a, oh, what? Really? <laughs> yeah, people don't, they, they don't really like it. They don't mind country. They just don't like They don't old, like it twangy. Old, the old, only old thing country. I didn't like about your Ernest Tubbs thing was you said his version of, uh, I wish I could remember which one. It was a Hank Williams song. And you liked his version better. Ooh, it was uh, it was an old Hank Williams standard, and I don't even remember what it is now. 
Uh, but well, Ernest is uh, cool. Waltzing across Texas, maybe? Was that him? No. no was I it setting the woods Ernest. on fire or another no. man calls you daddy or something, uh, something like that? No, my favorite Friday musical guest uh, uh, nugget that Pat threw out there was when we did Fats Domino and Pat said, Fats like songs that walked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did walk it in New Orleans. Yeah, and- <laughs> about three, four walking songs. I'm walking. That was one of his biggest hits was I'm, I'm walking. We haven't made our decision on tomorrow's musical guest. I, I uh, by the way, uh, today's sports person of the day, I didn't consult with you before I selected Carl Anthony Towns. I figured you would approve of that I'll after 56 that. points. Okay. I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. And he kind of poo-pooed it, too, didn't he? Like it was no big deal. Well, he was... Uh, I like that. That's classy. He uh, plays pretty well when he's been uh, besmirched, when his effort has been besmirched in the previous game. And uh, he didn't do too well against Mark Gasol in the previous game. And I think he took it personally. But the fact that Atlanta doesn't have a center helped, too. The so. Wild hosts Dallas tonight. The Timberwolves are at Dallas tomorrow night. The Wild are at Dallas Saturday night. Wow! We got a Dallas weekend. <laughs> and you know what? Dallas is in a situation as a hockey team that they basically have to. Uh, they got to run the team. They got to sweep our uh, boys to have any chance. And I think they're like nine points behind them. Or I something. can tell they're you exactly because we're fact based. They're not going to make it. Well, they're, uh, the Dallas is not going to make it. But the Blues are back in the picture, maybe. Yeah, the Blues are uh, three, points three points behind, behind the Wild. Us. Yeah, the Dallas Blues. has eighty. Six points, the Wild have 94. Is there any mathematics scenario in which the Wild could play the Blues again in the first round? Uh, I don't think, I think so. It okay. would be impossible. Okay. Yeah, I think it would that be would impossible. That would be fantastic. Doesn't one play the final one and two plays no, the next uh, one? three plays two. Three plays. It's in each division, three plays two. Well, that'd be Winnipeg then, if it ended the day. And then one plays one of the Wild Card teams, whichever mm-hmm. one has the best record, plays the worst wildcard team. Mm-hmm. And then uh, whichever one has the second best record, plays the second best wildcard team. So the Wild, to not play Winnipeg, basically would have to fall behind uh, the third-place team and uh, still uh, you know, go to the fourth-place team. Oh, no, Buxton's out. He's not out. <laughs> Pat, that was from last year. Oh, <laughs> Baseball Tourette's. He's just <laughs> prone to random outbursts. <laughs> Baseball stuff. Why only. did they show last year? I told you. Why should I bother? <laughs> just, no, no, can, no. Hold on, hold on. I can focus. I, I no, well, you can't. no, you no, can't. Because there's two parts to this. Things. I can do two things at once. He just take the day off, Pat. He just stole a base, Patrick. And yes, so what he they did. did was he's got a consecutive base streak. And they showed his last The out. last time he was thrown out. Well, what should have tipped you off was that the video that they showed from last year, Buxton was wearing a different uniform color. Well, I don't pay any attention to that crap. <laughs> <laughs> so did Buxton just steal a base? Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. He's going to steal 40 this year and lead the league. All right. That's uh, Boom. Hot oh. take. His only trouble is he's got this stiff hitting behind him. Is, am I on the air? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the opener. For God. I'm not going to be like this all season. Right. It's the opener. It's the first game. Are, you, are we on now? I was there the first game they ever played at Met Stadium, damn it. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> Thank you. Watch the bobber. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was in school in... And uh, where was it? Uh, Fulda, Minnesota. I'll help you here. 
Fold the Minnesota when they won their first game ever. We all had transistor radios on in Yankee Stadium yep. in uh, April, whatever it was, uh, 1961. 1961. Yep. We were going to go to the World Series. We were so damn excited. They won the first one. We didn't realize that. Yeah, that it's a long season. Yeah, <laughs> they only had 161 to go. <laughs> Pedro well, back Ramos. Then they don't, they that's true. They, what was it 140 something? Pedro no. Ramos beat Whitey Ford six to nothing. What was the season then? 152. 60. Uh, they raised it to. Well, that's the year they raised it to 162. See, really, very odd year though, because the National League played 154. Because huh. they still had eight teams. Oh. They didn't expand till '62. What the hell? Yeah, so they played 154. They, I think, they started a week later. Mm-hmm. They stayed in Florida a little longer. So, have you been in this ballpark? Oh, many times. Does many that times. have the open concourse? Yeah, Camden Yards yeah. was one of the first. Does yes. it? Can yeah. Camden. Yeah. Camden. I was actually there the first year it was thrown. Camden I've never Yards been in this is the reason you have everything yes it's, yeah. this is the ballpark joe this is where it revolutionized they kind the of copied it with the new kaminsky whatever the hell they call that uh part well no or, they they took the 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 kaminsky which is now whatever the hell it is u.s cellular field. was the last of the old styles and then they built but this they one ha- the next year but they have an open concourse well they've there. done some work there yes oh. but it was originally it was they built the circle like everybody else did. kenny you know where they played before this stadium no, I have no idea where. Memorial Stadium was called. But the it would be if as though you were walking into Mac Groveland neighborhood and took a right and went down the street and there was the stadium. Yes. Kind of like it was in the middle of a neighborhood. Like they did with Wrigley. You know how we so soon forget that the White Sox now play at guaranteed rate field. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yes. We're wow. going to be back shortly. What a kick to the crotch. <laughs> now, thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, it's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal in Your Money Now. Well, we had some gains on Wall Street to end the week today. Not as strong as they could have been. The Dow Jones Industrial Average shed about 150 points in the final 15 minutes of trading. We had an abbreviated week as the market is closed tomorrow. So the Dow ended the week gaining 254 points, closing at 24,103. The NASDAQ Composite rose 114 points and the S&P 500 gained 35. All three indexes did have gains for the week, but... The the first quarter came to an end as well, and the Dow Industrials had its first quarterly loss since uh, 2015, down 2.4% for the first three months of the year. The S&P 500 is also down for the quarter. The NASDAQ is ahead for the year to date. Amtrak is ending the charter services and special trains it operates on its routes. Bad news for companies that offer specialty and custom rail trips. Amtrak said those operations caused significant operational distraction and sometimes delayed paying customers on its regular scheduled trains. The move will impact the American Association of Private Railroad Car Owners, whose members will no longer be able to run their cars on a special train to the annual convention, planned this year to go from New Orleans to Duluth in September. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 39 degrees. Twins Orioles playing in Baltimore to open the season this afternoon. Uh, it's scoreless at this point. Zip, zip. They're in the middle of the fifth. Jake Odorizzi got four innings, two hits, and has struck out. Five. Eddie Rosario hit a home run, and that cheap yeah. Craig Gentry jumped over the fence and caught it. And even though the Twins made faces last inning at Country Joe West, 
He's right on the money mm-hmm. with balls and strikes. Well, that was a strike, the Dozier. Oh, yeah. What's Dozier yeah. complaining about? That and Castro kind of gave him a look, too. On well, he always strike. does. Pat, How the hell does he know? You have to answer a question for us. I, we thought Country Joe was retiring last year. I, think, uh, I thought this year was this his is last year. Oh, this year. is his last yeah. year. Okay, because I just remember him taking the selfie at the All-Star game. He's so a like, good ball and strike umpire. They just like to whine at him. Yeah. He's, he's got a bad attitude, though. Mm-hmm. I do like him on balls and strikes. So. Wild. Well, his attitude is he he the boss. That's, That's it. Yep. That's Here's it. John Hyde. <laughs> Where's he at? Where? Wild in action. You're essentially listening to the game on the radio station that doesn't carry the Twins. <laughs> oh, he's watching TV in there. Well, no, but, you know, we got this commentary. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're not oh. breaking the law, are we? No, I'm breaking pointing the law. it out as a point of irony. The uh, Wild, they're in action at home tonight. They'll play Dallas at the Excel Energy Center. We really should have the Wild on this station. Those armpit sniffers don't deserve them. Those <laughs> armpit sniffers. Yeah. Okay. News mm-hmm. notes from today. A St. Paul man who pleaded guilty. Who's glaring in? I, stop it right there. Can you pause it? Did you pre-write that no. glaring in? No. Because that sounds like something you would have written down on a no. I'll give I'm going to use this tomorrow. Yeah. Glaring. That's a great one. I didn't write the word glaring down. I gotta down. tell you. Okay. Glaring in. I actually thought of that out of nowhere yesterday. Look. I'm thinking, I gotta ask Such that the next time. I think our problem was we gave as much prep to our uh, debut on as Major League Baseball broadcasters as we did our Saturday show. Well, well now keep it going because Royce weighs in very calmly like the smartest baseball mind in the world. Right. Only he gets it wrong, too. Well, here's the pitch. Boof glaring in. Wide. No. I'm sorry, inside. In, inside. Wide. inside, ball. Mm-hmm. I think he called it a strike. <laughs> he did? What's he lay, raising his hand for? It looked like a strike to me. One, <laughs> one and one. <laughs> this is not as easy as you think it is when you listen to Gordo. Okay, that's painful. Turn it down. <laughs> did you also give the count two and three? Probably. Yeah. He did do that. Yeah. Yes, I recall that. I probably did. And we were supposed to And do, that's the fourth out. We were supposed to do three innings. They gave us one. one. They should Shocking. get the hell out of here. Shocking. They hooked us after one. They found out nobody is still listening to the ball game. No. <laughs> News notes from today. Uh, the state fair, you know what? Oh, what are we come on, now? John. Just a few months, right? Yeah. The family behind Pronto Pups has purchased the former Robbinsdale Order of the Eastern Star Dining Hall building at the fairgrounds. I think that's bad juju. The Robbinsdale OES Dining Hall, long a state fair institution, cited a lack of volunteers, rising costs, and fairgoers changing taste when it announced recently it would shut its doors at 14. 14- 15 Underwood Street. How is a church so dining gonna hall going to compete with Mancini's and O'Gara's and is it Gabe's? Gonna, and, is it going to be all Prano Pups or what? Well, the uh, fair bought the building, then sold it to Greg Carnes. He's the supplier for State Fair Pronto Pup concessions. Uh, the uh, corn dog sensation first introduced in the State Fair at 1947 by G- Carnes, uh, Jack, I'm sorry, Jack Carnes. Now, the front of the building will be used as a Pronto Pup retail location, so you can get a Pronto Pup there. Oh, good. The rear of the building will be a Pronto Pup production facility that will supply other vendors at the fair with their Pronto Pups. Okay. Not only that, the portion of the kitchen, you'll be able to watch them 
You'll have a Make chance to see how here's seven, where we dip it in the well, jug. Well, they take a weenie and they <laughs> stick it in here's the Here's where stuff. we put it in the boiler thingamajig. <laughs> They're going to show you, you how they make it. everywhere. Here's a meathead from Montevideo paying <laughs> no. five bucks for something worth a buck. <laughs> They're going to show you how they make the batter. You'll be able to watch them. I don't want to know how they make the batter. What the hell? Are they going to have bleachers? <laughs> <laughs> and cheerleaders? <laughs> Everybody, watch how we make a water puddle dog. Oh, I gotta admit, I'm a Prano pup guy. I like them better than the corn dogs. Such, have you ever been in the Coliseum where they run the horses in there? Have you ever been in that building, the Roy and Lee Rose something? something? I've been there many times. I had never ever been in that building until last Friday night when I went for flat track races. Oh yeah, they ran flat track on the concrete. Really, it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, they used to play hockey in there, Kenny. Really, so they used to flood that. But uh, they ended up what the the emissions requirements yeah. for the refrigeration system would have been oh, too expensive. You should have smelled it in there with those big uh, V twins, uh, you know, turning laps in anger. That, it was yeah. so so awesome though. It was a really, <laughs> it was a fun night. But boy, did they lay some rubber in, down on that concrete. In My fact, goodness. Pat, I don't know if you answered, but wasn't that place the site of uh, the best? Ride with Roycey broadcast yeah, was. was inside that building. The uh, mm-hmm. Bird Bait and Buck Show mm-hmm. uh, Pat Bird was broadcasting live from. He drifted a long way from the Prano Pub. <laughs> Close as I ever came to wanting to. Just right there on the all. air. End it all. When I That's find enough. <laughs> you mean the show, or do you the mean sh- this veil of tears? Whichever came first. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't matter. Whichever. <laughs> because I decided if I have to end it all, I'm going to write somebody's name down and blame them. It's Souchere's fault. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> we should point out the fair starts now in less than five months. Okay, oh, Just Thanks, so you know. That's right around the corner. President Trump pitched his infrastructure plan today in Ohio, uh, sort of. In a speech to union workers, the president said infrastructure won't happen until after the midterm elections. He said, I don't think you're going to get Democrat support, and you'll probably have to wait until after the election, which isn't so long down the road. We probably will have to wait until after the election, he said, because the Democrats say, don't give him any more wins. He uh, made a phone call, Pat. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this. John had it in the last hour's yeah. newscast. Uh, he called to congratulate Roseanne on the fantastic ratings. <laughs> did he really did? Yes, he did. <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe had a, uh, an expression yeah. on his face I've never seen before. <laughs> Joe was, uh, he was quiet. You he think he ever quiet. molested her? <laughs> I think he ever probably <laughs> tried to. Wow. <laughs> What a clown show that'd be. Huh? Those two going at it, Ken and Apricots. No. no. Some dirty closet and no. some set like, in Hollywood. It sounded like she was singing the national anthem. Oh. You're like a couple of polar bears. <laughs> uh, oh, I've got so many lines. Yeah, there. stop. So do I. There were. Oh, please. Please. There were 6,266 craft breweries in the U.S. at the end of 2017. That's up from 5424 at the end of 2016. And small and independent craft brewers now account for 12.7% of the U.S. beer market. What? By volume. But retail-wise, the retail dollar value, they account for even more because their beers cost more. Wow. Now, the beer industry's retail dollar value is represented by... a. These craft breweries at about twenty three point four percent. Mauer just actually pulled a bull. Mm-hmm. 
All of this, according to the Brewers Playing Association. Playing the role of Patrick as Joe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was so it, shocking to see him pull a ball, and I had to say something. Why don't we have Maurer beer? I don't know. It might we be coming. Lot, we got a lot of Maurer stuff. We should have Maurer beer. Be very bland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, oh my God. just relabel <laughs> Milwaukee's best or something. <laughs> yeah, just, oh. just put a sticker just over be, the existing sticker. You, you take all the fizz out of it and make it just kind of just flat. Served warm. <laughs> Served warm. <laughs> but we love them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we love them. We, we do. You can get them. You can get them. You can get them. A Michigan man said a $1.9 million jackpot was all that it took to finally convince him the lottery's not a conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> 33-year-old Eric Hartman of Pinchney, Michigan, told Michigan lottery officials he bought a ticket for the Lotto 47 drawing March 14th despite his status as a lottery skeptic. You know what? I'm with him. I'm also a lottery skeptic. <laughs> he said up until about 12 days ago, I didn't think anyone ever won the lottery. I thought it was all a big conspiracy. <laughs> I now have a much different outlook. He uh, matched all the numbers, winning $1.4 million in the jackpot. He said he'll invest some and provide for his family with the rest. He's looking for it. (laughs) Oh, maybe not. Either that or he's just completely lost interest in the show. (laughs) Maybe he's not listening. What? You! What happened? This song, it's dreadful. Uh, yeah, I was Kenny, right. We it's all agree. Kenny's fault. No, it's not my fault. Why are you totally playing is. it? Why are you playing it? Because he said it's going to be. It's been a long, cruel winter. It's been a cruel winter. And I so was John and I started summer. playing "Cruel <laughs> yeah, Summer." Right. Isn't that that cruel a song? But then that's we, a yeah. dreadful song. Okay, a Canadian. Te- I could play the Roseanne anthem again. No. Okay. <laughs> Canadian teenager who bought her first lottery ticket to celebrate her 18th birthday. Hit the jackpot. Oh, wow. we'll get what? You want to turn your mic on? <laughs> turn that microphone on. That a boy. Two jackpot stories in a row. She'll get one thousand dollars Canadian a oh. week for the rest of her life. Wow. Who's her boyfriend? <laughs> Charlie Lagarde. She's now got one, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yep. Charlie Lagarde was celebrating with a bottle of champagne and a $4 scratch-off ticket earlier You know this what? Month. I would ease off the throttle. If I could get $1,000 a week, I'd stop any kind of job search, mm-hmm. any kind of further education. <laughs> I would just ease into the $1,000 a week lifestyle. Yeah, only fifty-two grand a year. Yeah, well, Canada, ease right into it. Actually, in American money, too, this would be seven seventy five a week, so I figured out it's about forty grand mm-hmm. a year if you go that way. Yeah, that'd be a nice. Uh, we'll make a few cutbacks. We can we can make that work. <laughs> <laughs> like not have a house, yeah. ride a horse instead of a car. <laughs> ride a horse. I don't know. <laughs> you gotta make concessions here, Chris. She told lottery officials that uh, she still hopes to go to school, college, and study photography. So yeah, that's great. That's what is she something. drinking champagne at age seventeen? Eighteen. For? She's eighteen. Eighteenth okay. birthday. So that. Must must be a Canadian in, in, in thing. Canada, you can drink at 18. That I do not know. A Massachusetts woman has filed a federal lawsuit accusing her tenant of using her Martha's Vineyard home to shoot pornographic videos without telling her. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> lawsuit filed this week says Leah Bassett had no idea when she rented out her home in 2014 it would be used to shoot adult films. Mm-hmm. Bassett says the filmmakers used almost every room of her home for their porn production purposes. Did including throw any tarps down? <laughs> including her bedroom, sofas, dining room table, and even laundry room appliances. Nice. 
Bassett says the highly disturbing discovery has caused her emotional and psychological distress. Well, well, did she have anything in the lease agreement, the rental agreement, that they couldn't make porn movies? She did not. No. Okay. The lawsuit. And what she complaining about? Lawsuit was filed against the Quebec Canadian, uh, Quebec Canada-based adult film company Mile High Distribution and several individuals. Stephen Roach, an attorney for Mile High, says the matter arose out of a basic landlord-tenant dispute. The allegations in the complaint, he says. Are un. What kind of movies, John? Nick Stormy was involved. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these movies have a lot of different genres. Yeah, specialty films. What kind of films were they? These two, uh, I saw two titles. I won't give the titles, but let's just say it involves maybe forty-year-old women and eighteen-year-old fellas. Oh, milfs. We got milfs. We got milfs, and we got we got uh, students. I was trying to be a little discreet. We weren't going to say that. Didn't really work. Play the role out because you're watching the game and you're not focused like a laser. Playing the role of Kenny Patrick Darcy. Just blurt it out. I mean, I got a newsman here who had the good sense to edit himself. uh, Pat, let me give you a tip. Anything you think of, just blurt it out. (laughs) That's what I do. You soon can be doing traffic. (laughs) Yes. Yes. <laughs> Kenny's worked with worse. <laughs> you're right. Boy, you're right about that. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Authorities in Florida say a mom accidentally sent her vehicle idling into a pool with her husband and daughter still inside. <laughs> the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post that the Crestview woman was in the car with her husband and daughter when she realized she needed to run back into their apartment about 2 o'clock in the afternoon Tuesday. Sheriff's office said mom thought she put the car in park when she ran back into the apartment to get some money. Apparently, it didn't go all the way into park. The car with the man and daughter inside rolled into the apartment complex's pool. They were able to get out of the vehicle safely. No injuries. The sheriff's office joked the incident gave new meaning to the term carpool. That's funny. Hey, did you yeah. see the outstate Minnesota kid who uh, was taking the driver's test and put yeah. it put yep. it through the yeah. put it through the driver's right. test office right off the bat? Yeah, I had that story actually. Uh, what what used, town was used it? that on the radio? What town was it? I don't recall. Okay, I don't recall. Well, it was. Uh, you was know. it Montevideo? I, I was. Don't I think you're right, Ken. I was yeah. thinking that. You think anybody just snickers at her when she walks down the hall? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she like, kind of well, give the shake of the head and the kind of the little laugh. And, oh, they probably nicknamed her Splash too, <laughs> something like old Doc Larson in my town. He went through so many storefronts that when people saw him coming, they'd run to the back of the store. <laughs> it's like, oh God, Doc's got his buzz on. They all back to the storage area. Nothing'll ever top old Harold. Nothing will ever top old Harold Shulkoff, who was the uh, editor emeritus of the St. Cloud Times when I was there. And he's in his 80s. He was a legend up there. But he'd have a few pops. And there was a car dealer right on St. Germain Street, right on the main street. Yeah. And he's driving into the sun one day, and he gets the right tire on the left rail where they're unloading the car, and he drives right up to the side of it. <laughs> like James Bond and tips it over? Yes. He's yes. on his side and still driving. <laughs> still going down the street. Is it just me, or is everything askew? <laughs> and he retired shortly after that. <laughs> Also in Florida, a woman awoke to what she uh, believed to be the consequences of a bad dish of General So's chicken. Uh-oh. Instead, had an unexpected baby in her arms three hours later. What? Yeah, she didn't know she was pregnant. What? Oh, no. 29-year-old Crystal oh, no. Gan- 
Crystal Gale Emerson <sighs> thought food poisoning was responsible for the stomach pains that woke her up early Sunday, unaware she was actually 37 weeks pregnant. How uh, she spelled Crystal? <laughs> uh, crystal spelled normal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. An ambulance got there as the pain escalated. Her son, 19-inch, 5-pound Oliver James, soon entered the world in the back of an ambulance en route to the hospital. What's the normal weeks of time? Well, 39, 39, 39. How much did she weigh? Uh, hang on here. A boy is her second child. So Don't you, ruin the punchline, you, you think she would know better, wouldn't you? Yeah, she had child? to be a 300-pounder. <laughs> Amerson, oh, more than that. Maybe a 400. <laughs> Amerson, oh, big girl. Come on. See, it's only the big girls who wouldn't know. Right? <laughs> That's asking for decency. But, but there's other... <laughs> Let's take it easy. There's other... <laughs> what do you mean? Pam, you got to know you're you? pregnant. Yeah, there's other signs besides yeah. just Didn't she want pickles belly. and stuff? And <laughs> ice cream? How do you not feel that kid... Jow's chicken. How That's do you not feel wants. the kid kicking? That's a good point, too. Well, if there's a well, lot of uh, material there... You know. She want pickles. Or going stuff. to the bathroom every three minutes. How much did she weigh, John? I don't, I don't have that information. Bad. However, she said she didn't have any pregnancy symptoms at all, and she hadn't gained much weight. Maybe it was recently. an immaculate conception. Yeah. <laughs> no, she has a, a fiancé, okay. Brian Westerfield. Uh, they have one other <laughs> they child. They figured it out somehow. <laughs> What are they saying, Diner? She, she's not a bright girl. <laughs> but she's available. Uh, Julie Carol, De- whatever her name was, the hot, the hot mm-hmm. one. She's not, I don't think she's a bright girl. Julie DeCesari, an obstetrician gynecologist, told the Pensacola News Journal, uh, some folks use a method of contraceptive so they think they can't get pregnant, uh, but then that method fails, and sometimes it's just flat-out denial in that case. Emerson said... Uh, She's not sure if she'll be able to eat uh, Chinese food anymore, but she'll give it a shot. How about pickles? Okay. All, All right. right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 13 strikeouts between these two chuckers through six innings here. Uh, not much bat swinging by these two teams. Zip, zip in the seventh between the Twins and the Orioles. What do you got coming up between uh, watching the pitches? Well, we got Mike Greenberg, uh, who's starting a new TV show for ESPN. He's going to be on a little after 4 o'clock. And then we got Tommy Keegan, uh, the Kansas uh, expert on the Kansas Jayhawks. He's from the Lawrence Kansas, uh, Lawrence, Kansas newspaper. And then, you know, a lot of baseball talk, a lot of cat, uh, cat uh, getting 56 points uh, talk. So. What's the highest ranked team in the Final Four? Uh, a uh, Villanova was the number two overall seed, and uh, but I mean in the, the season rankings, seed. Villanova, Villanova. Did they end up the year we rated one in the country or two? Uh, Virginia was one, but I don't know if that was and the Villanova a- was, was two. that the AP rating. I two? believe yeah, so. Virginia was the number one seed. I know that. So well, anyhow, it's going to be fun Saturday when my Loyola's win. Oh yeah, that'll be. Uh, you got to root for Loyola against the. Big blue 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis.